Good morning. You're listening to My Rapids Real Estate Show on AM 1320 WFHR, your weekly radio show focusing on real estate, the market, and everything related to housing in central Wisconsin. Welcome back. I'm Ben. And I'm Carrie Nikolai. And you are a real estate agent with Codal Banker Seward Realtors here in Wisconsin Rapids. And you are my licensed assistant and also my husband too, which is great. Kind of works out like that. It does. So today we're, we're going to be talking air conditioning. And again, this is pre-recorded. So we're recording it a week ahead of time. It's going to be on the air on March 7th. So sit back, relax, and let's talk air conditioning today. So let me set this up for a little bit. In the studio, we've got Kim from Tri-City Services. Now, Tri-City has been around quite a long time. They were, let's see, my notes here says 1974? Nope, 1945. Correct. Yes, 1945, the business was founded here in Wisconsin Rapids. By Frank Malik. By Frank Malik, and since 1974, it has been owned by the Vernig and now Jensen family, um, still family-owned, second generation. So, yes, been in Wisconsin Rapids for approximately going on 76 years. And we're seeing a lot of that in, in a lot of our businesses, our local businesses here in Rapids. The radio station, Ben, to your favorite, W, your station call out. AM 1320 WFHR. See, he does it very well. So even the radio station is locally owned, been in the family for, for years. Cole Banker Seward, again, family owned, been in the family for years. Again, another great local company. A lot of family history here in Rapids. Yeah, part of what is the greatest thing of living in Wisconsin Rapids, you know, all the locally owned just truly invested people that we have here, businesses and, and folks. And they get back to the community like tenfold. I mean, no matter which way you, you look at, at businesses, they get back to the community that they are in, which is great. Yes, yes. And, and, you know, fortunately, just kind of a side note, we, the past two years, we have ran the Warm the Hearts program, which actually yep. we have given away uh, at least one, uh, sometimes two furnaces, per year to um, someone that is in need, um, kind of that hand up situation, uh, not a handout, someone that's just going through some rough times and very, uh, very blessed and very happy to be able to uh, have a program like that go on. It, it makes our hearts feel, feel good to be able to give back. So it's a great program. It is. Ben, what other great facts that you got here for uh, Tri-30 Services? They happen to be an accredited women-owned business. Wow. Which is really cool because March is, you know, Women's Celebration Month. Excellent. And I think that opens up a lot of possibilities for different um, grant projects from the government or or project. Right. And and it is something that to some... it's one of those things, some people, it's no big deal, but to other people, uh, when, when they see that certification, they're kind of like, wow, that, that's pretty cool. And, and, you know, obviously heating and cooling isn't necessarily an area where you think about women. Right. You would think it's uh, more, more of a male dominated. Exactly. Yes. But being, being female owned, um, the ladies that all work in our office, our dispatchers, our customer service folks. Those are also ladies, myself being a female, um, kind of an anomaly in the world of HVAC, but uh, enjoy it. And, you know, I think it kind of lends a different depth to my interaction with folks. Um, And not that, you know, my male counterparts are great also, but sometimes um, if a female's home alone, she kind of likes the fact that there's another female coming in. Right. It's just a little bit more uh, soothing, less... Um, less intimidating. Yeah, exactly. And that's a perfect, that's a perfect explanation. So, so yeah, but I love it. I love doing the job. I love the people I meet. You know, and today it's kind of hard to talk about air conditioning. It is 18 degrees outside. We've got some great Northwest winds going on, which makes it feel probably like 10 degrees outside. Right. And we have to now start thinking about air conditioning. Our heating season, we're hoping, we got our fingers crossed, is on that tail end. We've already had the furnaces looked at, serviced. 
they're going to be kind of shifting out of focus, but our air conditioning units. Well, you never know right. March, you know, in like a lion, out like a lamb. True. And we've seen like 80, yeah. 90 degree weather in March before. Yeah. And, and then three feet of snow in April. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, so true. So but true. It, it's one of those things where we got to start now looking at the air conditioning right. season, which right. we don't like to talk. Well, we like to talk about because. But yet, yeah. Yeah. But it's kind of hard when it's a little. Cold. Yeah. Seasonality wise, it seems a little odd, but really, honestly, so. So in our business, we're entering what we call the shoulder season. Okay. So so soon we'll be entering that season where now you probably really don't need to heat, but you really don't need to AC, to air condition yet either. So that shoulder season is a great season to to look at, for instance, the new equipment for the upcoming season, in this case, air conditioning. But uh, definitely the best time to look is before it breaks down, and you're kind of in that situation where, oh my gosh, it's 88 degrees outside and it's 80% humidity and I can't take this. And honestly, every year we get situations where there's someone with medical conditions, mm-hmm. congestive heart failure, uh, diabetes, things like that. that. Really, it causes a lot of hardship also. Right. Even so, with people with, with asthma, it's kind of hard to breathe that really thick air, right? you know, coming into right. an, an air conditioned home just for that little bit of relief, just to kind of get the lungs back to happiness and, right. you know, Absolutely. okay, I got this situation. Absolutely. So let's kind of look at this a little bit, two different ways. Sure. So probably three, maybe more. Who knows? <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll see which way we, we'll we roll like. with it. Yeah. We'll see which way. <laughs> so we already know that our house, we've limped along our air conditioner We've limped it along for the last two years. We know this is going to be the year that we are going to have to get a new one. Right. We just know this. Ready, kind of walking off the front front end of, we know the heating, cooling season. There mm-hmm. we go. Cooling season is going to be coming. Right. We know we're going to need a new one for sure. Mm-hmm. What is like the best way to do this? So if I've got... Like, like what's the process? You know, really, what what yeah. should I be expecting about sure. getting into a new piece of equipment? Sure. And, yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, how do, how do we marry? Because I know that, you know, if we have, I, I don't know all the furnace brands. I know window brands. You know, right. if we have like a right. an, an Anderson furnace, do we have to go have right. Anderson? No, absolutely not. You know, how absolutely do we? not. They, they all, um, they, you can cross over. That's so it's kind of no like Legos? problem at all. It's a little like Legos, yes. Every piece can Not be interchanged. Not the mega blocks with the Legos. Okay, so. But yes. Lego to Lego. <laughs> Lego to Lego, we're going to be golden. So. Okay. So, but yeah, no, you can definitely cross over between uh, between brands. That's not a problem. Kind of just so you know how the, it would roll. If you call Tri-City and you say, hey, I'm thinking about getting a new air conditioner. Okay. Um, how, what do I need to do? And they're going to say to you, basically, well, we'll set up an appointment and Kim will come out and see you. All right. Um, I usually come out. I take roughly about an hour. Um, If I get a little chatty, sometimes it can be more. Um, I do kind of a basic, what I would call a load calculation, because I want to know how much air conditioning your house is going to need to keep it cool. So do you do overall square footage or just square footage on the main level? So if I've got like a two story, one story, you know, we're in, we're in the basement today. So, right, you know, right. how does that, how, how do you calculate that? So, I mean. Right. So it is mainly based on the square footage on the main floor. Okay. And then if you do have a second story, that also comes into play. Um, a lot of times I do check out and see how much you have as far as duct work. In the upstairs, the way that a lot of older homes are built, they may not have an, uh, an overabundance of ductwork up there. I know at one of our last homes, the second floor didn't quite get the heat or the cooling as much. So they had yeah. like little fans, you know, sure. to, to, to put on like the heat register. So that way yeah. you can kind of suck more of that air up. Well, th- so, think about back in the day. So much of that stuff was we didn't have air conditioning until, you know, when the, right. the 50s, right. 60s. Well, and think of all the people that really they had possibly even a wood stove on their main floor. Yeah, everything was focused and, around heat. Yes. And it was transfer all of heat mm-hmm. through a large transfer grill upstairs. So to be really honest, if you don't have the ductwork upstairs, that gets a little tough. Cold you, air is heavy. Right. It's hard to push upstairs. So then do you have like the splits? I think a Mitsubishi yes. has got like the a, splits. Yes, like a mini split. Right. Or sometimes they're called ductless or duct free. And yeah, that is, of course, that is an option also. 
Okay. We're kind of going down rabbit holes here. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, this is, you know, we will get back to center yeah, of what no, we're really no, talking about. No but, but that is, you know, that's something most contractors do offer. We do offer it. Uh, those come into play a lot in situations where maybe someone has a boiler. Or they have electric baseboard heat, which isn't real common in this area. But we do see it a lot out by the lakes. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of those Wausau homes that were built in the, the mid-70s, early 80s did have a lot of baseboard electric heat because the thought process was really honestly never that they were going to retire and move up here and live full time. Very right. seasonal. Yes. And you know, we really, boy, that trend is changing just tremendously. It is. It is. We're, we talked about that quite a bit with seeing it, especially the pandemic. You can work from home, so why not work at the lake house? 100%, yes, and we are seeing that a lot more. There are a lot of folks that are making their second home now their permanent living site. So you come out and do the load calculation. That That's part of your assessment. I do, yes. I take some measurements. I talk to the customers to see kind of how they use their air conditioning. You know, everybody uses it a little bit different. If any air conditioning person worth worth their salt is going to tell you that once you get into that AC season, you need to turn it on and leave it on. Mm-hmm. The premise beside that, it's really based on humidity because humidity is the culprit, not the heat. And I know we all hear that, but... Oh, it's that really, gosh darn humidity. You uh, exactly. know when you're all sweating, go reach for the water in a nightstand <laughs> and you just slide right out of bed? <laughs> That's exactly uh-huh. 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 And like us... We, well, when I cooked, you know, I was always hot. You leave a kitchen that's 115 degrees. It's outside at 90. I get right. home and I want it cold. I want to be able to cool right. off. You so we kept the house at 68 degrees. Right. And, you know, I think that um, especially as we do get a little bit older, some of us, we think, my gosh, we have worked so hard and we deserve, we deserve to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, I always tease on my Facebook page. I'll say you never win an award for being the last guy to turn your air conditioner on. <laughs> Be comfortable, right? You know, don't let the humidity get so high. It's detrimental for your home. I mean, if your wood in your basement gets damp and moist—that terrible word—from being humid. It's not good for your, it's not good for your. You're just going to be wrecking the investment. And that's what home ownership is, is the long-term investment. Yes, exactly. So when I come out to see you, I look at those things. I do that calculation. I talk to you and I always try to give you some options. I educate you about what's out there, the different efficiencies, the different types of air conditioners that we do carry. Uh, I always want to, to leave you or, or to speak with you about a couple of different options, because as a homeowner, you're, you're in the driver's seat. It's not my pocketbook. We're all consumers and we all make buying decisions on different pain points. Sometimes it does have to be a purely price driven decision. But one thing that we do that makes things a little bit easier is we do offer financing through a third party. Which is really great. Yes. We see a lot of folks get into something actually a little bit nicer than the base model because that's what they want, truly, first of all. And if it's a matter of a few dollars difference on a payment, most of us, if we have the opportunity, we do want something a little bit nicer. Or we get into that situation where now it's going to be a medical-based decision. Exactly. I need to have this because of a medical reason. But I don't have the three grand the or the five grand around. liquid, but I can do the financing through you. And doing that payment of a hundred bucks a month is gonna yes. is something I can handle. Right, I can help out my right. health, and it, this is gonna help me. And out. you know, it's in today's world, there's no prepayment penalty. So um, we have people. Seriously, we have people that have the money in the bank that don't want to drain their savings. Mm-hmm. We have money where or people, excuse me, people where, like you said, it's a medical need and they need to do it now, but they know that they may have something down the line and they're going to do a payoff. And so generally what we offer is it's a 6.99% financing, which really in the world of financing for something that's kind of a no collateral loan is a really good rate. So and it's with less qualified, than the average credit card yet too. 
Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. So that way I don't have to max out a credit card to make this happen. I can get the financing through you. Yeah, a lot of times if you go to the bank, they'll offer you something basically that is a signature loan because it's a non-collateral. So that 6.99 with approved credit is, it seems to be very competitive Mm -hmm. from everything that we've heard and seen. So it makes it a little easier. And it's not like you're trying to finance $30,000 or $40,000 for a car for, you know, Mm -hmm. five, six years. This is... Less money in, in the first place, usually for just one part of the system, right? Right. heat or air conditioning. Right. And it's a fairly low term, as, as you know, right, just, right. just a few months so instead just, of you know, years. I, we usually, we do seven years. Okay. But again, um, we have some other offerings. We've got a five-year also if someone chooses to go that way. And I can give them, obviously I'm not a bank, but I can give them a pretty solid guesstimate on what that price would be per month. So do they and, go right through you to get that that loan or is there like well, a website that they got to go to? So obviously when you got to fill out like a credit application, something right, along that line. So I mean, I've, right. you know, is there a website they get, they get directed well, to? Well, actually I give them a phone number Okay, and we have a dealer ID number and there's a promotional code involved. And it is, uh, I, the first time that I ever walked through it with someone, I use the term scary simple. And that's really true. You know, it is name, social, how much do you make a year? What's your house payment? What's your mortgage? And that really, that's about it. Well, they do make sure that you are the homeowner. Okay. Because we have had a few instances where, for instance, land contract. Okay. Because the deed is held in the owner's name until that final payment is made. That's a pretty, that's kind of an edgy. You know, they, our gray they area really kinda... won't do that. Um, and believe it or not, just funny offside story. I did once have a renter that wanted to take a loan out and that didn't work either. So they just really wanted air conditioning. Interesting. Which is understandable. But, oh yeah. But yeah, the bank would not loan on that. Okay. So, but no, it is, it's very, it's a 10 minute conversation and you either get the approval or the decline while you're on the phone. Okay. And it is, gosh, it is, it is scary simple. And so far we've had, you know, I've been doing this over six years and we've had really good luck with it. And really people have been happy with it. They can get into something in a much more affordable fashion. And if they do want to buy up a little bit, it's not strangling them. Right. So So what kind of, what brands does Tri-City carry? So So we mainly have Carrier and Amana. Okay. Um, Amana is by far our number one seller. Uh, Amana has a few lifetime warranty pieces surrounding certain parts of the equipment that is very appealing to folks. So that has, uh, we brought it in on about, oh, probably about eight, nine years ago. And it is really, it's done a very nice job for us. We've been very happy with it. Okay. So does it, does the air conditioning unit still use the Freon? I mean, I always hear the, yeah, you know, we got to yeah. add the Freon. Right. So, so Puron uh, 410A are pretty common types of refrigerant right now. But the truth is um, anything that involves the EPA is a pretty fluid, constant, changing, evolving type of thing. So they are always looking to make changes. Okay. Uh, and it's all about the ozone. Mm-hmm. Um, actually kind of going down that same trail, you know, sometimes people will kind of wonder when it's a good time to get a new, a new air conditioner. What are some signs? Um, one of the signs is if you're having to have Freon slash right now it's called R22. The old, older units are R22 is a type of refrigerant. And if you're having to have refrigerant put in every couple of years, that's really not kosher. And actually, from the EPA's standpoint, as a contractor, you need to be a little bit careful about that because okay. you know we want to we want to protect the ozone. Also, that's right. important to us, and um, that means obviously you have a leak somewhere. So, so if we notice that, like our, so we're going to keep the house at seventy two degrees. Mm-hmm. So seventy two, I think, is. We, we, we'll, we'll use that as a good temperature. Sure. So if the air conditioner is kicking on every five minutes or 10 mm-hmm. minutes, so because there's me who likes to sit there and go, 
the furnace, the air conditioner just turned on and I time it and go, okay, so it ran for five minutes. I'll go and do something. And I'll notice it'll kick on again because there's always like the large grumble. You right. can hear the elephants trying to like get something going because it's that loud and you know it's outside the home and you can hear it and you're like, okay, well, sure. it's, it's going to be kicking back on. That fan's working. Yeah. Okay. So it was 10 minutes. So roughly every 10 minutes, my air conditioner is running. Sure. Well, you know, a couple of things. First of all, your new air conditioner is going to be a lot quieter. Okay, good. So that'll make you happy when you're outside grilling. My also. neighbors probably will be a little bit happier with me. So that way they don't have right? to hear like, you know, they think a car is coming down the street sure, because sure. it's kicking in. Now, here's something to kind of keep in mind. Uh, sometimes if an air conditioner is a little bit oversized, it can kick in, run for a short time and kick out because it's cooling the air almost too quickly. Okay. The most important job that air conditioner do is does, excuse me, is dehumidification. Mm-hmm. So once it gets done cooling, then it goes into its dehumidification cycle and dehumidifies de- dehumidify. Dehumidifies the air. It's a tongue twister, yeah. It, it is. is a tongue twister. So if you oversize, you start to lose out on that dehumidifying. And then what happens is you get cool, clammy air. And then you're not comfortable. Okay. So what we do when we're not comfortable during the summertime is we go and we click the down button on the AC on the thermostat. And really what you probably are needing is a little more dehumidifying to occur. So that's why I never walk in and take the word of the last person's sizing. Okay. I always size the equipment myself. So even I if just I've got wanna make sure. three, three, you know, right. If you've got a three ton, I'm not going to walk in and say, Oh, Carrie, you have a three ton. I'm going to get you another three ton. No, no, bigger is better. I need a five ton. <laughs> right. right. You know, and we do hear that a lot. <laughs> yeah. True. Because the yes. bigger, you know, the bigger, well, yes. what if we do yes. this? What if we do that? Well, and if it's not running, you're saving money and see, that's a really common, that's a myth. Mm-hmm. because sometimes you need it to run. It's good for the equipment. And you, to a certain extent, again, you need to dehumidify. And if it starts and shuts off right away, all you're getting is the cooling portion. You're not getting that longer run for that unit to dehumidify. Mm-hmm. So, and then there are cases when things happen, like maybe your, uh, you'll notice that you have dripping from up above your furnace. And sometimes what happens is that coil, your coil is actually on top of there, which is connected to your outside condensing unit. And if you're low on refrigerant, that coil can freeze up. Another thing that can happen is, for instance, maybe you haven't changed your air filter. And we learned a couple of weeks ago that when you change the oil in your car, you change your furnace filter at the same time. Because it's kind of like three and three, 3,000 miles, three months. Yeah. Yes. And it know? does, it kind of depends upon the size of filter and some of those mm-hmm. other, and if you have a furnace that you're running constant fan on. And so there's a little bit of variables that can come into play with that. But what happens once that filter gets too full, then your air pressure, it's called static air pressure. It goes up and it starts getting, it makes it really hard on your furnace. Okay. And that can cause that coil to freeze up also. What about the condensation? So we've got the pipe from the outside of the house that's mm-hmm. coming into the furnace. Now we've mm-hmm. got that dripping on the floor. So what yeah. is that really? Is, is that like a, do we panic on that? Do we go, oh my well, gosh. It, that can be, that can sometimes be a lack of refrigerant also. Okay. So that can, can mean your refrigerant is low. Now, you have to keep in mind, I'm not a technician. No, you're not. So I'm uh, some of those gray areas I'm not super good at. But uh, you can always give us a call and we can come out and do a diagnostic for you also. Okay. So we do. And just again, random side note, we do have someone on call 365 days a year for Which technicians. Is really great. So, yeah, we are there if you, you know, a day and night thing. It really is true. And I'll be honest with you as a service or as a salesperson. I have been called out by my service guide at 1130 at night to go out and do a proposal. Okay. Does not happen very often, but every <laughs> once in a while. And I, 
I throw on my ball cap and my jeans and come out with a smile on my face. And yeah, it's always what the heck. You, you know? already know that they're this family is not happy. You know, right. when it's well, that late at night, they're not it's happy. A severe need at yeah. that point. You know, people are really good. You know, about being. You know, if they can wait, they're going to wait. They're not going to inconvenience yep. anybody. And that's kind of another thing our guys are good at. You know, they'll walk them through some basics. Okay, let's try this and let's try that. Because they don't necessarily want to come out at 2 a.m. They're happy to do it and they absolutely will do it. But if they can walk walk you through it and get you through until the morning, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's going to sleep better. That's going to yes. be a, a great thing for everyone. Now, when it comes to like a, an installation, so we've already picked out our new unit for, mm-hmm. for the new house, but does placement matter it, or, or doesn't it? I mean, okay. you know, does, does that placement matter? Sure, so, sure. So uh, probably a very frequently asked question is, should I put it in the sun? Is it going to bother it? And it's not going to bother it. It, it is a piece of machinery that is made to set outside. So if we're, so, if we're looking at a brand new, new home and, you know, past homeowner had it in the corner and you're looking at it going, you know what, I might want to add on a garage on that side or the sunroom on that side. So when the air conditioner goes and I want to move it and, right. we, you know, can right. we move it or does it always have to be in that spot? Can we look no, at you guys no. and go? It, it doesn't have to be. Uh, you can run a new line set. You can put it as long as we can run the line set, we can move it. But a couple of really important things to, th- to keep in mind. That condensing unit outside, you know, they, they've gotten, they can be kind of large. Mm-hmm. And you look inside, and I always teasingly say it's kind of like the Grand Canyon. There's a big empty space, and then there's the compressor that sets in there. And it seems kind of odd, but the truth is those units for the efficiency, they need good airflow. Okay. So a couple of really key things. We don't ever put air conditioning outside condensing units underneath decks. Okay, well, that because, was really my next question. Yes. You so know. most of them need, by manufacturer specifications, approximately six feet above them. So if we're looking at, you know, at this is our new house, we really don't know too much. You know, we don't, we see the air conditioner here, but we're like, I want to plan on putting a deck on the house. Right. You know, maybe right. looking at talking with you guys to go, okay, well, this is where I want to put my deck. Is this going to be interfering with this? Because the last thing you want is... Right put it on a nice deck and now all of a sudden we, our air conditioner sure, went, sure. went bad. And, and we don't want, we don't want you to be backed in a corner either. And, and every once in a while folks will put it in a corner and then you've got that roof overhang. And to an extent that's okay, but you really, airflow is super important. You really want them to be able to breathe well. And you know, you can run longer electrical if you need to, you can run a longer line set if you need to. Okay, so a line um, set. So you're, you're, you're using some great terminology here, stuff I'm not sure what it really means. So a line sure. set. So what is so, a line set? Yes. Because I've, I've got like pictures in my head of what sure. this really looks like. Yes. So I really need a so clearer it, picture. It total, it's the copper lines that connect your outside unit to your indoor unit. Okay. So it runs from the A-coil or the refrigeration coil on top of your furnace out to the condensing unit outside. So when you come over and you take a look at, at mm-hmm. our, our air, our AC and our furnace and how it all works, you're pointing this out to the homeowner. You're going, this is what Absolutely. this is. Absolutely. So yeah. that way, you know, we've got all the copper pipes in some of these older yes. homes and we're just not sure which pipe is what. Right. Right. And you know, a lot of times that particular set of copper pipes can be reused because if there is a leak in that refrigeration between the uh, condensing unit and the A-coil, 95% of the time it's in the A-coil above the air conditioner. Okay. So very common practice to flush those lines really well and reuse them, unless, of course, they're not the right size. And then, you know, then they get replaced, definitely. But yeah, that's part of the education process that I go through with customers and really laying things out in layman's terms. When I leave... People feel, I want them to feel like they've been educated enough to make their decision. If they need to make that decision based on price, that's what they need to do. Mm-hmm. And I totally understand that, as does anyone within the company, because we're all consumers. But sometimes, you know, they may want to maybe get a little higher efficiency rating. So they use a little less electricity. And those are things that if I can explain it to you well enough, you can kind of understand why you might want to do that. 
And that way you do have a little bit of other option besides being price driven. We never walk into someone's house and say, look, this is what you need. I'm not going to quote you anything else because this is what you need. You know, I got a quota to fill and I need to sell, you know, 15 of this unit. So I'm going to push you into this unit, even though it's not going to fit you, but I'm going to be able to come to your house more often. Well, and you don't stereotype anybody. I Mm -hmm. mean, you know, I've walked into houses where you might have thought, oh gosh, you know, it looks like they might, it might, they might be having a little bit of a tough time. I bet they're just going to take the least expensive. No, you don't know anyone's story. And so you offer them whatever is available and, I've and always, let them make their own decision. Yeah, you You've know? always, you know, you came and you did a quote for us at our, at our last house. Mm-hmm. We had three different options mm-hmm. and three, you know, three different price ranges of, you know what, here's this brand and here's this brand and here's a third brand. Right. You know, and so that way we can kind right. of get an idea of Everybody what to deserves do. to be able to make a choice. Right. So we actually chose option four and we moved and got a different house. <laughs> There you go. Which wasn't on the table, but it still worked. <laughs> right. Well, and what's great about this area is, I, I know you're with Tri-City, mm-hmm. but all of the companies that I've dealt with in this area, especially have, have been the same way, really education focused, really personable, mm-hmm. give the options that are available. Sure. And it's, yeah, it, it's just been great working with this area. It is. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where you can actually look at the people coming in and going, if this was your house, you know, what, what, what would you do? Right. I mean, I do that with right. a lot with my car. I mean, right. I will go into the dealership and I will hand them the keys and say, can you do the oil change? And can you change the windshield wipers? And they kind of look at me funny. I'm like, I can't change windshield wipers, but put on what you would put on your wife's car. That's what I want. Right. And I'll just be happy to write the check. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that, you know, there's times and situations with ductwork and things like that where. I'll, what I would recommend if I get asked that exact question, it may not be exactly what they expect, or mm-hmm. they may say, I'm selling this house in a year and a half. I just need or something. Or it's my mom and she's yep. 89 and I just don't know how much longer she's going to be able to stay here. And I really just need to look at something that's probably the least expensive it can be. I mean, that's why, you know, you, you listen sometimes as much as or, or more than you talk mm-hmm. so that you kind of get the backstory and you know what that person's going through a little bit. And that way, again, you know, you offer the solutions that are best for them. Now, you mentioned ductwork. So we know that we can do heating and cooling and the same ductwork and stuff like that. But do you guys do ductwork cleaning? So we do. Yes. Okay. Like I said, we're going to sidetrack a lot on this, but ductwork cleaning. I mean, I've, you know, this is a newer, newer house to us. Right. And, uh, you know, in our last house, somehow the fox managed to make it through the ductwork. She came out. (laughs) We we were painting, had some painting projects and we had the return register off and she's just like... So it's, yeah, she, she didn't actually get down into the the appliance. She was just oh on the, the same level and then hop back out. So like, we had to oops. open up all the cold air returns because I didn't know how all of these ducks fit together. Right. So we had right. a couple ducks off. So she learned that she can enter into the living room and come out in the kitchen. Oh, my goodness. And she would come out covered <laughs> oh in, you know, <laughs> lint yes. and gunk. And- right, right. Which is very natural and uh, nothing to be nothing to be ashamed of. Sometimes people are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that was in my duck work. And, and we take pictures and I always tease when I show the pictures, I say, you know, have you ever seen the X games? This is like the X games of duck cleaning. So I'm not going to show you the house that's practically spotless. I'm going to show you the house that looks like it had a beaver living in the duct work. You know, I, the things that are just really... And some of them are really, really nasty. I mean, I've been in some multi-generational family farm homes and you know, you got heated the with wood. wood and um, just, again, it's every, everything is different. Everyone is different. Uh, we found clothes in ductwork when we've cleaned them. We found many dog bones, tennis balls, um, other assorted apparel that we don't need to mention on a podcast. But uh, we do a three-step process where it is a, uh, use a nylon brush. We brush it first. Okay. And then we use a high-pressure air wash. 
And then we use a fogging agent where it is a fungus stat, bacteria stat, and a deodorizer. And then, you know, I kind of think of that, you know, the ductwork, all the air is going through your house. It's passing mm-hmm. through that. I have allergies. I don't know how well they, they kept the house or if they opened right. up the house. We got all the pollen in there. Sure. You know, is it really beneficial to have those ducts clean? And and how often do we do it? Do we yeah. do it yeah. once once ownership or, you know? So, so they say about seven to 10 years. Okay. And in all honesty, when I started doing this originally, I kind of thought duct cleaning. Huh. Uh, yeah, right. And when we talk about spring cleaning, you know, washing the walls and everything. I am shocked and amazed. I mean, we have actually, we've had a couple of houses that the brush has actually stopped. We could no longer, the brush will no longer turn and we've had to pull it out and cut animal hair off of it. Oh, wow. I mean, you see every range, every, again, that's like that X Games thing, you know, that's Mm -hmm. the worst of the worst. But I would, I would roughly say between every seven to 10 years, you should maybe take a look and see what you think about getting them redone. Uh, what is a, another kind of common question with the deodorizing and fungus that and things, um, it is safe for parents or parents, pets. Well, parents children, are important and too. Parents, yeah, you yes. know, parents are important. We right? want to keep them alive. It's safe for all of us humans living in the home. Awesome. And actually it's filtered like five times before it's released back out from the piece of machinery that we use, which the guys tell me do not say it's a vacuum, but it creates negative pressure. Okay. I'm not sure what the difference is, but apparently there is one. So <laughs> it does create a negative pressure. So it creates a draw. So as we are pushing with the high pressure air wash and the and the brush, it is always drawing back towards that piece of machinery. Filtered five times. So when it leaves, it's probably darn close to being HEPA grade. But HEPA is one of those words that people throw around a lot. So we don't want to get too hung up on that. But okay. It does a very nice job. I have never followed up on a duct cleaning where they've said, oh my goodness, my house smelled like roses or lemons or whatever. And you know, I breathe it, easier. Or- yeah, it really, the, the deodorizing part is not, you know, I try to kind of downplay that because I don't want anybody to think it's a real fragrancy because it is not, it is not. But definitely from the standpoint of, of dust and uh, dander and things like that, Good idea, very viable solution. And it's something that's going to help prolong the life of our AC units, our heating it units. Does, yes. It yes. just is so much, it, it, yeah. it helps. Usually while we're in there, we do kind of a light coil cleaning also that helps. So if you're, you're, you're in a house and you realize that these ducts are, they're, they're on that borderline of maybe this should be something that you'd be done. Do you sure. offer up other services of, hey, well, by the way, we, you know, we noticed this might mm-hmm. be an, something that you might want to consider doing. Right. So when, especially when the guys are doing their diagnostic work on furnaces and ACs, um, this is a little bit of something, honestly, comes more with the furnace season. Okay. But when they're in there and they've got all that torn apart, a lot of times in that return air, what they call the drop, that elbow that comes into your furnace, they'll see a lot of dust and accumulation. And that may be something where they mention, mm, just so you know, we might want to have Kim come over and take a look. And and again, that's probably a half hour, 45 minute conversation. I walk through with a customer, I document where all of those returns and supplies are. Mm-hmm. Um, they know better than I do. And we got that extra set of eyes on things. And then I can document it for our guys. Do you have like a little camera that you can send down those returns to see or so not really? The short answer is yes. Okay. But the truth of it is... All of those cameras are kind of on a, like a flexible neck. Okay. So once you get down, cause you're like at a 90 degree angle, basically mm-hmm. once you get down, it's really hard to get that camera to lay out flat and see further down. So you don't see a ton past that elbow where the, where your register is and it goes down. You can see some, but you know, a lot of people clean that out themselves too. So it might actually be a little bit of a better scenario whenever you open up and you look at that return elbow and you can see it. Because remember, that return is your draw. That's always right. coming back to your furnace. So the majority of any um, dust and debris is going together in the return air, not the supply air. 
And if we notice the dust in the supply, then we've got bigger issues. Yeah, you know that you've got a pretty dirty system at that point. Okay. Yeah. So now, good questions. To lead into a little bit of that and to get the guys out to actually look and service the furnace, Mm -hmm. I was on the website. Okay. Okay. Got a new website in recent years. It's pretty cool. So call tricity.com. Correct. There you go. Yeah. Um, And it seems that you're running a promotion for cleaning. Or um, not cleaning, but... Um, Cooling? No. Heating? Tune-up special. Ooh. $10 tune-up special to the end of the month. $10. 10%? $10 off? Right. I'm not sure. Well, <laughs> let's re-look at that. Really? <laughs> Isn't that terrible? See, this is that sales versus service <laughs> yep. side of Yep, things. so it's, it's under specials. Okay. Tune-up special, $10 off. Okay, gotcha. Restrictions apply, can't be combined with other offers, expires 331 of 21. Okay. Excellent. Sure. Yep. Yes. And so what that does, they come out, the guys do the tune-in check. They also will tell you if they see anything. And it's kind of a kind of one of those scenarios where they will tell you, okay, I'm really concerned about this. I'm afraid that this part is going to fail. It's rather quickly. Uh, in, in, uh, imminent. Yes, imminent. Imminent failure. Imminent failure. Imminent failure. Failure will happen soon. So then if they see something that has a little bit of wear and tear on it, maybe some pitting on your contactors or something with your gas valve on your furnace, they're going to mention that as, hey, this is something you might want to keep an eye on. It may be something down the road. And then once that furnace gets or AC gets beyond that 10 or 11 years old, They'll say at that point, hey, average life expectancy on a high efficient furnace is 15 to 20 years, which is a very true statement. Mm -hmm. Um, Doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to go kaput all the way. But if it's something that's rather expensive to fix a $1,200 or $1,600. Maybe start saving up the now. Yeah, and you've kind of got that, you know, you start thinking about that repair, replace kind of scenario. And of course, when you get a new unit. Obviously, you get that new warranty mm-hmm. and anything that we install at Tri-City, and probably most contractors are this way, they're going to give you like a one-year bumper-to-bumper on that equipment regardless. Uh, plus, of course, there's always manufacturer's warranties and some extended warranties and other things. But, uh, and this you is know, like normal, is kind of a nice, it's kind of like have. normal wear and tear. So, this is not, you know, yeah, tree fell on the air conditioning exactly. unit, now it's covered. This is exactly. just normal wear and tear, right? So, what I tell folks is that every year I'll see again, either side of the equipment, AC or furnace, I'll see a small handful that are 12 or 13 years old. Mm-hmm. So, and, how, how long does it take to, re- to replace? In an air conditioning unit. I mean, is this oh, like a, like an all day project? Probably, I would say you'd be without air for probably around five or six hours, roughly. Okay, so like roughly. a half day. Yeah. So I mean, we very likely we could be there the majority of the day, but then once we get to the point, we'll start your air back up as soon as you can. And, okay. And sometimes, folks, especially again, like going back to the medical situation, maybe what happens is. They normally keep it at 72 and maybe they bump it down to 68 and just kind of work the heck out of it for that evening, you know, going into the next morning when they know that we're coming. That way it's a little bit cooler. So if it does heat up a few degrees, they're not terribly inconvenienced. But our guys are always very respectful and they keep in mind, you know, they try to keep things shut up as much as they can while Mm -hmm. they're working and things like that to keep your comfort level as high as they can. Well, now I've got a background with more of the commercial industrial side of things. And I had worked with Scott on a couple of projects. Oh, sure. Okay. And just phenomenal experience, of course. Oh, good. Good. Glad to hear that. Yeah, we definitely do commercial. Um, We do a little bit of industrial, not much these days, Mm -hmm. but uh, commercial, people don't really realize. See, we used to be called Tri-City Refrigeration. Oh, and all you did was refrigeration, right? We did not. Uh No. See, that was Mm -hmm. why we decided we needed to change the Tri-City Services. Because people just didn't realize. And actually, honestly, the only refrigeration we work on is commercial. We don't do residential refrigeration. We don't do any appliances. Okay. We don't work on refrigerators. We work in, you know, cranberry marshes, um, taverns and restaurants, walk-in coolers, reach-in coolers, 
all of that type of stuff. We actually also do like grills and griddles and work on exhaust hoods and fryers and all kinds of different commercial kitchen equipment. Nice. So about the only thing we don't do is like the uh, Ansol uh, fire suppression fire suppression hoods. Yeah. Right. And that we don't do. Well, that gets pretty much everything. Else. That gets pretty technical and specialized as well, because now you're dealing with fire suppression and all the NFPA requirements and all that jazz. Right. Right. So it's a pretty specialized mm-hmm. area. But yeah, people were kind of surprised that uh, it, it seemed like folks either thought we only did residential heating and cooling. Or we only did refrigeration. They didn't really realize how much we do. And all of our guys are cross-trained. Kind of fun fact, we still do oil furnaces also. Mm-hmm. And yep. there are still and, some in, in Rapids. Oh my gosh, yes. And we would never, that can be kind of a hot hot point, hot button, if you can believe it. Because some HVAC contractors don't care to work on Oil. Oil mm-hmm. is dirty. Yep. Um, it's a little bit specialized, but anybody that we hire, even our young guys, we hire them with the intent and they know up front that they will be working on oil. And when someone calls in, we're actually, we are one of the few contractors that will still replace fuel oil furnaces with fuel oil furnaces. Again, kind of getting back to the, you know what? It's your money, not mine. Right. I mean, I, I can sit here and I can tell you if someone asked me, so what is the most economical way to heat my house? A hundred percent. Unless you are, are cutting your own wood and burning it in a wood burner, it's going to be natural gas, mm-hmm. you know, and then it's going to be propane and fuel well, oil. Well, the propane, you know, comes, you got to watch, you got to watch the levels. So if right, it's really cold outside, right. you don't want to go outside. You know, when did I fill it last? Where right. natural gas just comes right to the house. And the price of propane, mm-hmm. kind of like the price of fuel oil, can tend to rise. Yep. The more the demand, the more into the winter we get, the more you need it, it can kind of go up. Mm-hmm. So, but we definitely have customers, young and old, that they love fuel oil and that's what they want. And that's what they deserve. They're the consumer. Right. If that's what you want, who am I to tell you no? You know, and it's a great source of heat. It's a very, very warm heat. It is. We had fuel oil at the last house and we had it all the way up until 2015 when mm-hmm. the furnace finally took a kaputz. Yep. Oh, four we, days before Christmas. Right of before Christmas. You know, it was our Christmas present to the family was right? a brand new furnace. Oh my and, gosh. And, yeah. we, and we had just filled the tank. Oh yes. no. Yeah. Yep. So did you go with natural gas? We, we did, did because did. we, we okay. were in the city and it was easy to plumb in. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we, we prepared for it, though, because we had put in um, the service because we had changed out the stove. Right. And, we and had we, an electric we stove. Knew, we knew along the, down the line we were going to upgrade from electric um, water heat to natural gas water heat and a natural gas sure. furnace as well. Sure. Yeah. So once you've got it in the door, it's pretty easy to get those things done. Right. And right. it was just sitting yeah. down with the, with them and just going, okay, well, this is what I plan on doing. Mm-hmm. You're here now. Can you just pipe the lines in now? So that way you don't have to come back and change everything right. from the start of the house. We're like, okay, well, this is where the stove is. Right. This is where we want our hot water heater exactly. moved to. So you pop those T's into that line yep. to get rolling in that way. Yeah. You're saving saving a little work in the future that way. But I could see if someone, especially in a rural environment where they might not have natural gas at the street, Mm -hmm. um, to just stick with the fuel that they already have. I mean, Mm -hmm. to get to a point of having a propane tank brought in in January when it's negative something, and then how do you get that line into the house efficiently? That turns into so much more of a project even. Yeah. And then it's, they're running an emergency line and it's Mm -hmm. actually setting above ground on your snow. You know, that's how they do have to do that. And that's, uh, to me, who is um, not, I mean, not frightened of gas, but yet very respectful of it. The thought of having that on the top of the ground gives me kind of the chills to think about that. So, yeah, I mean, it can be done and it's done when it has to be done, of course. But uh, yeah, or maybe like you just mentioned, they've got a fuel tank of fuel oil. And they're like, yeah, I know. I know all the reasons why, but I want to keep it. 
And, and sometimes it's almost apologetic. Oh, yeah, gosh, I, I know you probably want me to switch. I don't want you to switch. I want you to keep what you want. Yeah, whatever That's makes what you comfortable. That's what's important to me. That's what right. you go with. Exactly. Yeah, we want you to be comfortable. So, so, so if we yeah. do, if we do have to change everything out, you know, mm-hmm. the old oil furnaces—they're usually pretty big. Ours was big. That meant right. the vents were big. All everything was big. Right. And then when you get like a new furnace or a new air conditioning unit, oh my gosh, it's so small. It's it, all it's all micro size. Yes, you know it like, is. Yeah, they are tiny um, now, aren't they? Yeah. They're, they're like a third of the size or smaller yeah, than what we have. Generally, they're only 35 inches tall now. Yeah, and some of those fuel oil furnaces are almost five feet long. Right, and it's you like... You know, the low boys are very, very large. But, you know, so when we do our pricing, we include all the pertinent... So all you know, the when we're going to have to make those... We're going to have to make those modifications to your sheet metal... That is included. Okay. Um, we take care of taking that old unit out. The only thing we don't currently do is we don't take the fuel oil tanks out because mm-hmm. that's a little, you know, a little bit of a gray, yeah, a little bit of gray a, area. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit more. So we can um, go from a gigantic hole going into mm-hmm. this little tiny unit. Yeah, and just we we build transitions. Of- yeah, Mark, our. Our uh, sheet metal guy, he's been with the Vernick family for more than 30 years. Does he just come out on, on those service calls for the new units that we're going, hey, we're going yeah, from a so gigantic one down to this itty bitty? He comes out on everyone. He's our lead installer. Okay. So we always send an installer with a technician onto an install. That way, you know, if there is any, any troubleshooting that needs to be done on install, we've got a technician there to help with that And process, if I just kind of so. look at you guys and go... I understand we're going from an old furnace to something new mm-hmm. and I want all new ductwork just done. Just rip it out. Basements. Yeah. You exposed. don't want to do that. Can you just rip it out? And <laughs> You're crazy. You don't, You're crazy. You don't, you don't want to do that. <laughs> no, no, we don't want to no, do that. That's very, very cost prohibitive. Okay. Yeah. Ductwork is amazingly expensive. Um, and we do, we fabricate all of our own trunk line. So okay. we, we are a little bit old fashioned. I will confess we don't, we don't purchase any of that. We don't purchase well, from Menards the- or any of our vendors. We make that. And I always say, if you can't, if Mark can't make it, if our ductwork guy can't make it, you don't, don't need it. it or it can't be made. It's, it's an art. Sure it's pretty cool it. to see it happen too. It's crazy yeah. what an art it is. I never thought I would ever say something like that, but Mark makes pretty ductwork. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have like a wall in his office of before and after pictures of here's the the ugly furnace and the ugly oh you know it looks like a, a man with multiple hands <laughs> right. and this is and he went to something that's you know beautiful he doesn't but he probably he should. should he really should yes we should get him a trophy yeah for the prettiest ductwork. <laughs> Stay tuned and come back for hour two of My Rapids Real Estate Show, where we take a deep dive into central Wisconsin real estate market and more housing-related topics.